Hi, welcome to another Magic of Compassion episode. I'm Little Wu from the School of Enchantment. And today's question is, how do you forgive yourself when the others involved can't, don't, or won't give you opportunity to apologize? Thank you so much for that question. Today I'm recording from Trout Lake and such a beautiful day, so wonderful time to contemplate. What does forgiveness mean? And what does it mean to forgive yourself or others? What does it look like to forgive yourself and others? So each person you know, might have to kind of really define that for themselves. What do you do when you forgive yourself? And what does it look like to not forgive? So maybe forgiveness means letting go of uh, the hard feelings, learning how to understand what happened, uh, learning to understand yourself in that situation, learning to understand what caused you to act a certain way. So for me, practice of understanding is the path towards compassion. And when you have compassion, you naturally forgive because you understand why you did something. Even if it was harmful, even if it was hurtful, you start to understand, oh, I was, and usually it will be because you were in some type of protection survival mode. You were reacting because you felt threatened in some way. And so when you understand that, it doesn't mean that you love how you acted, but you understand, and understanding creates deeper compassion. And it also creates change, because then you realize, oh, the next time I'm in a situation where I'm triggered this way, where I'm triggered into a survival mode, then I know that I need to do something to change that trigger and react differently, respond differently. And so forgiveness means that you understand how things happened and that you let go of blame or guilt or shame towards yourself or towards others and you move forward with a new uh, depth of understanding how to, how to behave next time, what to do to support yourself and others. And so if I then were to flip the question and say, well, then what does it mean and what does it look like to not forgive? then the not forgiveness would be to hold on, to continue to hold blame or shame or guilt for yourself or others, to feel that you can't live with yourself for what you've done or that you can't live with someone else for what they've done. And that not being able to live with it, not being able to let go is a lack of understanding. And it doesn't mean that when someone does something harmful and we understand why they did it, that we're not still feeling hurt or that we still don't, you know, wish that it didn't happen at times, or we're not still dealing with the consequences of those actions. Consequences, just feedback from the universe. It's not punishment, it's just feedback. And so human, humans tend to take punitive measures. We want to punish others for the actions that they've taken. But punishment is only the top layer um, in terms of helping someone understand what has happened. Uh, usually it actually creates more contraction, it creates someone um, to feel the guilt which actually blocks them from wanting to understand. So guilt, shame and blame actually feels very threatening in our body. When we feel that way we feel threatened and then we tend to shut down. And I know that uh, sometimes when I've been in a situation where I felt very unsafe, uh, I just start to lock down into survival mode and I'll just start defending myself, that's my mode when I react. When you lock down into survival mode, you have three primal reactions. One is you start to attack back 
because hey, you feel attacked, so you're gonna attack back. So there's some of us that 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 is our primal reaction is just to fight back, and it's not evil, it's not hateful, it's just a, a, an organism that feels cornered. It's gonna either do one of three things, and one of you, you know, one of the three would be to attack. The other one is to defend, and it is a form of fighting, but it's more defensive. It's more like blocking, um, proving that you're right, um, proving that you're innocent, uh, defensiveness of any kind, not just with your fists, but with your words. So trying to defend, put up walls, armor, to prove that you're innocent. Those are all defensive moves. And that's where I tend to go when I'm feeling threatened. The third one is you might feel like just running and escaping or hiding. And so for some people, they just remove themselves from the world or from the situation or they just hide away or they become really small and I don't mean just physically roll up in a ball I mean literally just kind of remove your energy from the situation so they they might not respond they might do the silent treatment there's a lot of different ways that we hide or escape or they might need to go towards their uh, substances that help them just deal with the situation so you know substances addictions those are all ways to handle pain or feeling the contraction and just wanting to get away from it. So that's a form of hiding escapism. That's the third primal reaction. So out of these three reactions, if you were reacting that way in a situation and you caused harm or caused damage to a relationship, just know you were in survival mode. And how, how can you move forward so that you're not in survival mode the next time something similar happens? So when I notice that I feel defensive, I really think about, well, what makes me feel defensive? So I have a list of things that I know make me feel really defensive, and so that I'm very, very conscious when I step into those places and those situations that I, I'm aware, okay, I might get defensive here, and to be aware of the warning signal that my defensiveness is a sign that I've gone into survival mode, and that I need to change, pattern interrupt that, find a different way to step outside of that moment so that I don't feel so threatened. And that might be to change how you normally behave, maybe do something very different from what you normally do that's outside of your defensive mode or your attack mode or your escape mode. And what can you do to help yourself feel more connected to that person, more understanding? So that's the first thing I reach for is, how can I understand myself and this person better in this moment? So whatever creative solution that you can find and that you might have to experiment with will cause you to want to just say, hey, uh, let's, let's try this instead right now. And that takes a lot of consciousness to stop in the middle of the contraction when you're just about to lock down in survival mode and actually say, I want to do something different. I really, really want to do something different here. I don't want to go down that same route and fight, defend, or escape. And so that takes that super consciousness and a deep commitment to what I call your sacred mode. This thing that to you is more important than surviving. What's more important than surviving in this moment? And for me, it's understanding. I want so much to understand you and me in this situation. I want so much to understand what you're upset about. I want so much to understand what I've done that I will supersede my survival in this moment because I want to understand. So that for me is how I get to my sacred mode because that understanding is more sacred than being right, being protected, being safe. Um, it's more important and that's when you transcend that moment. It doesn't mean you're not human, it just means that you're human but yet you have a sacred purpose in that moment. So in this forgiveness pattern, 
if you feel that you have taken actions and then others are involved, where you feel that you need their forgiveness, the first step is to really forgive yourself. And that is the practice of understanding first. To truly forgive, you must understand that you're innocent. That in some way, all humans are innocent, even when they've committed harmful actions. On some level, they were driven into survival mode. And so as a species, our work is to understand ourselves and others and to find our sacred mode. What is more sacred than survival? Because when you find that, you'll find a new level of courage to face things, a new level to face discomforts. Because that was one of the things that stops us. When we're uncomfortable or when we feel unsafe, we want it all to stop. And when you're willing to overcome discomfort in, in order to honor a higher purpose, that is your sacred mode. When you're willing to overcome pain or face pain in order to reach for that sacred thing that you're here to explore and you're here to understand, you're here to honor, then you will have reached your sacred mode. So I'm going, to be talking, I'm going to be talking a lot more about sacred mode in the coming videos because it's really at the core of this work and it really gives us a new sense of um, purpose and willingness to transcend discomfort and pain. So the, the pain of not receiving someone's uh, opportunity to apologize, so someone won't let you apologize, you can still forgive yourself by understanding what happened for you, even if they won't let you understand what happened for them. And by understanding yourself, you can move through the world with more compassion, and then you might understand others who have committed similar actions. So when I see someone who's really defensive, I feel like I really understand. I, I know they're backed in the corner. I know why. And even people who are very violent, I've been there. I've been very violent before in my heart. I've wanted to punch people. And so I know what drove me to that place. So until you've ever been that place, sometimes you just don't understand. And we don't, may, you may not be able to reach for that compassion because you're lacking the understanding. So when you look at the situation and you think, is it more loving to myself and to the world if I forgive myself now and learn to understand the situation? Or is it more loving to not forgive? Because sometimes we think, oh, if I don't forgive myself, that is the higher action because I need to punish myself for not having done the right thing or having done the wrong thing. But if you think, well, is that really more loving to punish myself forever, to hold on to guilt, shame, and blame? Or is it more loving for the world and more beneficial for me to truly understand what happened and to know how to move forward next time? And even if the others will not forgive me, that I have found some peace. And every human being that learns how to find some peace in this life is contributing to the peace on this planet. Because you're just, you've just taken one person that could have turned violent or living with shame and blame and guilt, which never ever, it doesn't fester into anything good. That removal of shame and blame has made you more peaceful and then that's contributing to the peace in this, in this world. And so your work to heal will heal the planet. I hope this has helped and uh, please do send me more questions. I love to receive them, treasures at littlewoo.org. And uh, I have a Facebook group called Magical Humans. Just look that up and join, and I'll love to have you. It's where I'm going to do more. Actually, I'm going to do more little questions and do office hours and check in and 
do little specials in there. So please, please join me in Magical Humans group on Facebook so that we can continue little private experiments and conversations there. And uh, sending you love from Trout Lake. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.